the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And so to know God is more than just simply having an intellectual knowledge of Him. It's having a personal relationship with Him. And having a personal relationship with God would be something unfathomable if it was not that Jesus Christ came and revealed that we could have such a relationship with God, that we could know God as our Father, our Heavenly Father. Do you know God as your Heavenly Father? We're going to talk a lot about that on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm Mike Trout. Our speaker is Pastor Leighton Sheely, and he's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. They're on the web at churchofthehighlands.org. Pastor Leighton is in the book of John once again, starting in the 17th chapter. Now, it's quite clear that at any time, Jesus could have escaped the cross. And humanly speaking, he could have turned back from Jerusalem. Uh, Divinely speaking, he could have called 12 legions of angels to keep him from going to the cross. But as we see Jesus, we are inclined to say how he loved God and to what extent his obedience would go. He showed perfect obedience by fulfilling his assignment to go to Calvary's cross. Now, a little while earlier, Jesus had anticipated the cross, the resurrection, the exaltation. He said, The hours come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And so here then the glorification of the Son is associated with his death. But in, chapter, in verse 5 of chapter 17, the glorification is associated with his returning to the Father. Glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world existed. And so both of these aspects contribute to Jesus' glory. That he, he's going to Calvary's cross and he's going to one day be after the cross, be resurrected... And then the exaltation. Now, the glory in the cross was really remarkable because to the people of his day, the Roman cross was a symbol of violence and torture and evil. But to Jesus, it was the means of glory. Now, there was a second way that the cross glorified God, and that was because of the resurrection that followed. Uh, the cross was not the end. Jesus rose from the dead. This was the vindication of Jesus. It was proof that men could do their worst and that Jesus would still triumph. It was as if God pointed at the cross and said, this is what mankind thinks of my son. And then pointed at the resurrection and said, this is what I think of my son. The cross was the worst that mankind could do to Jesus. But the worst that mankind could do could not conquer him. The glory of the resurrection obliterated the shame of the cross. Now, a resurrection, that is someone 
coming back to life from the dead cannot be verified unless the death can be verified. And Jesus was hung on a cross for all to see. And a spear was thrust through his side into his heart to ensure death. Jesus' death was verified by many witnesses. And so was Jesus' resurrection. And the resurrection brought glory to the Son and glory to the Father. His death brought glory to the Father in his obedience. And his resurrection brought glory to the Father as the source of life. Verse 2, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. Now, we use the word flesh uh, today. Uh, We often think about the fleshy parts or even the skin, and it can be used in that sense in the Bible. But generally, it means the entire individual, that is, body, soul, and spirit, including that which has, since the fall of mankind, been motivated by a sinful nature. And with this kind of a background, we can understand then greater the uh, understanding of the authority of Christ because he has not all, only given authority over mankind, but over the stubborn and rebellious nature that dominates men and women. When Jesus says, you've granted him authority over all flesh, he's referring to a decision that was made in eternity past to grant Jesus authority over all people on the basis of his Humility, uh, humiliation, suffering, death, resurrection, ascension, and exaltation. And this thought is related to Philippians chapter 2, which reads, Jesus became obedient to death, even death on a cross, and therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This was a decision that was made in eternity past. Now, the purpose of this authority is clearly stated, that the Father granted Christ authority over all people to give eternal life to all those who the Father had given him. And the basis of this eternal life was on the cross and the resurrection of Christ, because if there was no cross and no resurrection then the forgiveness of sin, which is essential for eternal life, could not have been given. For the Lamb of God would not have removed it. And if he had not been exalted and taken back to heaven, then the Holy Spirit could not have been sent. This is why all authority was given to him. So it talks about eternal life here, but what is eternal life? The answer to that is given to us in the next verse, verse 3. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And so there's a couple of things that are uh, themes that are important for us to note in this very brief verse, that of eternal life and knowing God. You see, this verse contains the New Testament definition of eternal life. What is eternal life? Eternal life is to know God and to know Jesus whom he has sent. Now, the word here, eternal, in the original Greek, doesn't have so much to do with the duration of life for simply living or existing for eternity. Uh, If it was boring, would not be a blessing. It doesn't have so much to do with the duration as it does with the quality of life. 
a life that is marked with splendor and majesty and joy and peace and holiness that are characteristic of the life of God. It's a quality of life that is emphasized here. And this life is connected with knowing God. So what does it mean to know God? Well, to know God is a theme that is found throughout the Old Testament. Proverbs 11.9 says, By knowledge are the righteous delivered. And according to the prophet Hosea, people, God's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge in Hosea 4.6. On the other hand, the prophets look forward to a time of unqualified blessing when they, they, they remark in these terms, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as waters cover the sea. And an integral part of the new covenant is that all of God's people are going to know him from the least to the greatest. Now, undoubtedly, there's an aspect of this knowledge that is intellectual in nature, that we need to know what God is like. Last week, uh, missionary Ronnie Habor came and visited and, and reminded us of what missionaries contend with when they take the gospel into the, the dark jungles around the globe. Heathen people of primitive countries believe in many gods. Every tree, every valley, every mountain, river, stone has a god or a spirit. And these gods or spirits are hostile to man, and, and the primitive people are haunted by these, the, this, these gods, and they live in perpetual fear that they might offend one of them. And missionaries tell us that it's almost impossible to under, for us to understand the, the sheer wave of relief that happens when these people discover that there's really only one God. And that, re, that relief is even greater when they find out that that one God is not cruel and stern, but loving. Now, we know these things, but we could have never known these things unless Jesus Christ had come to reveal them to us. And there's another aspect of knowing God talked about the intellectual, but there's another aspect as well, and that is in the Old Testament, the word know is used for uh, personal relationships, even the most intimate of personal relationships. For instance, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, it reads, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain. And so to know God is more than just simply having an intellectual knowledge of him. It's having a personal relationship with him. And having a personal relationship with God would be something unfathomable if it was not that Jesus Christ came and revealed that we could have such a relationship with God, that we could refer to God and we could know God as our Father, our Heavenly Father. So the only way to really know God is through the revelation that God has given, and that is in Christ Jesus, His Son. Know, to, know, to have eternal life is to know God and to know Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you can't know God. That was the reason that Jesus Christ came into the world. That was the reason for the incarnation. The Word became flesh and lived for a while among us, and we have seen His glory. And no man has ever seen God, but God the only Son who is at the Father's side has made Him known. And so throughout His ministry, Jesus was revealing God's glory to us. And he did that while revealing his own glory as well. And that's why he now prays in verse 4, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. Now you notice here that the supreme place of the Father here is clarified with the expression that it was the Father who gave, that Jesus came on assignment from the Father. And so the Lord here is handing in his final report 
to the Father. Now, he hasn't died on the cross yet, but as far as God is concerned, he speaks of things that are yet in the future as though they already are. Notice that glorified and having accomplished are in the past tense. Because for God, what happens in the future is just as accurate as what happens in the past. It's going to happen. And on the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. This means that our redemption was completed. He's done everything necessary to meet every qualification that we can put a period on. There's nothing that can be added to his finished work. Our debt has been paid in full. God is satisfied. There's nothing else that can be done for salvation. Therefore, the gospel of salvation is not what God is asking you to do, but God telling you what he's already done for you. That's why an invitation is given, not an assignment. The gift has already been purchased, and it's available for you to accept. This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. Let us know that you're listening. We're on the web at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. And join us tomorrow at this same time, if you can, when Pastor Leighton will once again open to the book of John, and we'll study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.